Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast. Shank boy, tell them where we are, tell them. We are at the Moto Services in... Well, where, where is it? Check Aust. Aust? Or something like that, isn't it? Aust. It's the Seven View, isn't it? Yeah, it's an old services. We've talked about it loads of times before. But um, we're back. Yeah. It has potential to be a great services, this. Yeah. Well, it's it's the parking's good. The parking's flat. It's a um, lovely plot. Mm, it's a decent plot. And you could buy it, redevelop it, mm. um, get a nice restaurant. I mean, there's a, there is a services. I think the original one um, looks o- out over the River Seven. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Oh, for your Cortado. And I think that. I think I remember years ago when we were travelling back and forth, actually going there and having some food, sat in the window looking at oh. the dirty River Seven. Yeah, the River Heaven. It. What I would say is, in terms of developing this service station, I mean, firstly, no one ever has clearly. Secondly, you'd wonder because it's on the M48 on the way to the old Seven Bridge. Do you think how much how much traffic would it get? But I tell you what. This is the busiest I've seen it, fella. Mm, it is. Rammer jammed. Um, you know the River Seven? Yep. Because it's a river, would it be freshwater or saltwater? Presumably, I've got a good point. So it goes to the sea, which is saltwater. Yeah. God, I need to watch more Attenborough. Uh, salt? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Well, it's real wide, isn't it? So I think salt. It's not a lake, which presumably is fresh. I would have a little venture down there. Do you know what? I went on holiday a few years ago and I stayed in this place that had a saltwater pool. Yeah? That was nice. I like that. I preferred that. They've got one of them in Lanzarote in a place called Club La Santa. Have you ever been there? No. It's like a sports complex. There's England football have been there, I think. Um, Frank Bruno went there to train uh, before one of his fights. Loads of sporting teams have been there. And it's a proper sports Is complex. it like Browns in Portugal, one of those places? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, we went there in 2003 with Wales before the World Cup. 
I got third degree burns, sunbathing. <laughs> Hugh Bennett, the former hooker, he's now strength and conditioning coach at Wales. Um, we were lying on sunbeds after training session. He said, "Oh, Shanks, you look like you burn and put some of this on." And I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Crisp and dry, was it? Yeah, it was oil. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm used to like real thick white sun cream. This was coming out like it was a spraying like you know the, the frying spray on an oil, on a frying pan. <laughs> you know, it was all over. The only way I could sleep was with my back against one of the cold walls. It's horrific. <laughs> so bad. That is such a that is such an evil trick. I like that. I've been burnt every single way that, by the sun. Hugh Bennett. Um, he does Wales, doesn't he? He's a Wales. Yep, strength coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's actually we went up to the Vale when we when we interviewed Warren Gatlin, didn't we? And he was what a great fella. Yeah, he's really like wide hips <laughs> and thick legs, so he'd have to roll his shorts like three times over you know by the waistband for for them to actually fit and be the right length yeah Darren Garforce used to do that um I hate at the moment I'm I'm struggling a little bit because I've got like this is not an ad but I've got like eight-year-old under armor gym shorts yeah and they're basically a bit too big and a bit too long so I roll them up and up and up and then I catch myself with the mirror yeah and you can basically see everything and they're up one they're giving myself a full front and back wedgie so I need to... Hungry bum. I think about getting them taken up at a tailor's. Is that too much? Yeah. What, what types of shorts do you train in? Like... Baggy. I'd imagine you on holiday. Yeah. Coming out your room, going onto the beach in Benidorm with a pair of reef sandals and an old pair of like cotton traders rugby shorts on. <laughs> with pockets and string at the front. Are, are you like a type of guy that would rather wear like a, a pair of rugby shorts, length short... Or ones that go down to your knees because like boardies. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd all of my shorts are a bit longer. They're boardies. And I want them to be shorter because of your waistline. Yeah, yeah. So because I know, basically I've got a choice. I either do what um, you know your granddad does, and I either go around the waist or I go underneath it. So when I go underneath it, the shorts that are the right length actually drop just below my knees and make me look like must be a nightmare. <laughs> like I was about to say that Bubs plays golf with shorts on, and they're always below his knees. Yeah, and I'm like. Mate, does that not annoy you? Because every time you walk, you know, it's catching your knee and it's stretching your short. Yep. Um, yeah. It's so annoying. So I'm thinking about having on like on a pair of like, if I've got three pairs of like 15 quid shorts that are about eight years old, I'm thinking about having them altered at 10 pounds a pair, shortened a bit. Why don't you just get a pair of old tracksuit bottoms and cut them off? Yeah, I could do actually. Yeah. I could do actually. I mean, when you you should do that route with your jumpers as well when you train. I see a lot of the bodybuilders doing that. You know, just cutting around the neck area. Oh, yeah, real low. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in the car park at Bath once when I was playing years, years ago, early on, and this bloke coming over and saying, oh, uh, Flats, is it? Yeah, hello, mate. Oh, I'm sorry. I forget his name now. Oh, I was, uh, I said, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm just, he goes, I'm from Canterbury. I work for Canterbury, you know, the, the Kip, the Kip yeah. brand. I said, oh, cool, cool. And um, and he's like, I'm here to see some of the guys, yeah. And, and he's like, so we, we sort of had a two-minute chat. And then he goes to me. Um, he goes to be honest. I'm I'm leaving. I'm gonna I'm, I'm leaving the job. He's like, look, do you want to do you want any you know people at Canterbury if they listen to this, which I'm sure they don't. They might not like this. We, I am actually leaving the job. I'm yeah. I'm going abroad. But do you um do you want any gear before I go? I was like, yeah. What you got? And he opened his boot up and he's like, oh, I mean, I've got all of this. And mate, he gave me like a hundred things. It was insane. And I was like, I, do I have to do anything for this? I like, mate, just take it. They were the best 
trackies I ever had, the old baggy Canterbury ones, the yeah. zip, zip all the way up the sides. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. So good. That's what I really need in my life, but I feel like I can't, I don't play anymore. So I, I found a couple them. of old boxes in the loft recently and pulled out a few old t shirts, a few old Canterbury t shirts. Found a gilet in there. Good times. About there. Um, just speaking of low cut black tees, Gordon Darcy tweeted uh, or retweeted a lovely photo of Rona Gara with a low cut. Oh, that's plunging. That is plunging. That's a plunge neck, isn't it? Yeah. See, I, I really hope the lower half was <laughs> was like a ballet <laughs> pair of bottoms. I feel um, like you, to, if you're going to wear a plunger like that, you've got to be, you've got to be in the sort of, you've got to, Danny Cipriani can pull it off. You go in low cut black t-shirt with like a circular neck or a v-neck if you had to wear one, low cut v. My um, my other half, Tommy, has been, spent quite a long time since, did you watch Normal People? Right, normal people. So I've forgotten the guy's name in it now, but he wore a he wore a um, everyone fancied him. Like every every woman and most men in the UK fell in love with him, and he wore a chain. She's constantly trying to get me to wear a chain, a neck chain, because she thinks I'll suit it. Because he wore one and it suited him. And the all I imagine is I imagine two things. I imagine arriving here, getting into your car, or you getting into mine and seeing a chain around my neck. What would happen? And I imagine I'd say nothing, mate. Turning up at yeah, but you'd tweet it later on. No, I went. I'd save it for an audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I pull it up to see Danny Grucock and him saying, Dave, are you wearing a chain? I was like, oh, game over. Just couldn't do it. Gold or silver, if you had to? Oh, gold. Like B.A. Baracus. Mm. Like Mr. T. Definitely gold. Um, but anyway, good to be back in oh, the car. Uh, yeah. Shops are open in Wales today. We just... Oh, are they? I'm not going to go anywhere. What shops are you going to go to? Golf shop. The golf shop. Watch the Masters all weekend. Um, I've tried to watch as much rugby, but I think when the Masters is on, rugby takes a back seat. It'd be different if it was during the Six Nations, because mm. I think Six Nations is, is number one. But for European rugby, it was a tough call, but Masters had all my attention the weekend. And how was it? Brilliant. What a course. Augusta? Yeah. So difficult. I, lo- I love it when you see professional golfers actually struggle out there. You know, mm. making eights or nines. Is it that hard? Holes. Yeah, apparently it's, it's that hard. The you greens have, you are never so... played there? Um, no, I've been invited a, a few times, just not been able to do it because I've had a few things on. Slash mm. never been invited. Do you have to be invited? Yeah, I think so. Well, what's the point of being best mates with Laurie Cantor if he hasn't got you on there? He's not even been invited, mate. Hasn't he? No. Nope. <laughs> I Eddie, know. Eddie Pepper must have played it. Eddie Pep, come on. Yeah. He'll Eddie, get you out there. Yeah, I'm sure Eddie Pep has. Maybe I'll speak to Andrew Cotter. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he can get me a gig out there. Just to, maybe I'll just do like a free Q&A from after. Yeah. Play 18 holes. Mate, it's it's amazing course. Like, that is the number one major. I don't care about the US Open, British Open, PGA. It's Augusta. Because you get a green jacket as well. Is that like Wim- the Wimbledon of golf? Yeah. Nobody wears... If you're in contention for the Masters on the fourth day, nobody wears a colour that would... Um, that wouldn't go with green. Just really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Matsuyama, who won it, the Japanese golfer. I think he had a yellow top on. Yellow oh, and green. Nice. Goes really well. Yeah. Yeah. Like the golden bear. So Matsuyama, did Jack he... Nicholas. I saw on Twitter, I didn't watch it, I don't watch golf really, but I, or at all, but I did see on Twitter that someone described it as, it's a shame going into the last day, it's a one-horse race, because it's, it's make, it makes it rubbish telly. But was it a one-horse race? Mm, near enough. I mean, a couple of players had a chance. Um, Shelfley had a chance, he... Got back to two shots and then had a triple bogey. You've got a couple of them in your mouth, haven't you? We've all been there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he only won by one shot, but it was comfortable. Um, two shot lead going down the 18th. But I just love it. I love, it's great to see crowds back as well. Yep. It definitely has a, an oh, impact right. on so golfers. That, oh, there's a big crowd there. It wasn't a big crowd, but there was a, a certain crowd. amount of people yeah. Yeah, cheering. It does oh, that's good. Impact. Yeah, of course it does. And you, so this is alien to me. You will sit and watch. You will sit and watch the golf for how long? Because I realise that like, game of rugby is hour and a half, basically. Four hours. Wow. I watched it for four hours last night. I put a couple of bets on. Now oh, how'd then. you go? All right. I, I put I put um, a little bet on Matsuyama to win it at the start of round four because uh, he had such a big lead. It was like two to one odds. So, um, But I was very sensible in betting. But the only thing is, because I was watching that last night, I did not get to see Line of Duty. Oh, Tommy. And you can't spoil it for me. No, I won't. And I, I won't. know you slated it, the first episode yep. of this series. I genuinely thought the first episode as I said, was... Yeah. I actually, I was gutted because I was so excited about it. I thought that is actually really... I'm not going to be a rude about it, but I found I found it very underwhelming indeed. But it's got credit in the bank, so if it has a bad game, you're not just going to drop it straight away. It's not all about form, is it? No. It's credit in the bank, it's provenance. And I, and I last night's, Tommy, oh, my Doris days. Um, okay. It was... Oh, my Dom days. It was properly brilliant telly. Hastings is one of my favourite TV characters of all time. There was one bit <clears throat> where um, the three of them, the AC12 crew, are interrogating someone in their interview room. You know, I won't ruin it for you. Okay. And they are, they're just shouting at him the whole time. And I was thinking, I, why is everyone shouting? It's an interview. Why is everyone shouting? But they were, they were shouting. And I thought, loud noises. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, oh no, is this going to ruin it for me? Because you know, when I find something, I can't let it go. And it, yep. I know it annoys you. It annoys me more because it's my head. Like someone drinking from an empty coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spot empty cups everywhere, every TV show I watch. And as soon mm. as I see an empty cup, it's got to be an amazing TV show to keep me there. So I stick some water in it, you lazy. So, but then, oh, towards the end, okay. the way it finished, oh, mate, I forgave them the shouting. I forget. It is just like... How many episodes are left? I don't know. But now, because you've got to wait. To, I'm not used to waiting a week. Yeah. And the way it no ends, is. the way it ends, boy, is proper... Cliff Richard cliffhanger. It's a proper cliffhanger. Oh. It is honestly, mate. It is Sylvester Stallone, is it? It's yeah. It's so good, and I, I am oh. buzzing for next Sunday night. Absolutely buzzing. Good. That's what's. It's nice, isn't it, having a series like that, which you can't wait to watch. I find it frustrating, but nice at the same time. I'm halfway through Your Honor. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Someone said to me that. Um, who was it? It said there's a worry. Who was it? it? Said there's a worry that it's just a bit of a Brian Cranston vehicle. Uh, but actually, I think it's a really good show. My kids watched Titanic last night. Have you all seen that? I uh, don't think so. It's quite long. It's like three hours. Oh, God. Um, They'd never they watched it. No, they've, they've watched it over two days. Um, Do they I like ca- it? Well, I came downstairs to get a little snack um, at about nine o'clock. And they're all in tears. <laughs> good Good My mate's... Um, I'll talk about him in a minute. My mate Ollie Hayes, he, he showed his kids, they watched Marley and Me. Have you seen that? Oh, no. Mate. No. I've seen something similar. Schindler's List. That, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the, the brand of lifts called Schindler's? It's true. Yeah. It's yeah, mad, yeah. isn't it? Schindler's yeah. So, Ollie. But Ollie, is that related to Oscar Schindler? Or not? Yeah. No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. God. I don't know, actually. Okay. Um, Oh, that's what you mean. No, I don't think so. Okay. I presume not. My so my mate Ollie Hayes, he runs the gym in Bath that I go to called SoFit. And yeah. they're nice. Yeah, good gym and all that. 
he got into a spat this week with James Haskell. Oh, no. And it went massively Pete Tong. Right? So, well, it depends how you look at it. Actually, maybe for neither right, of well, them. Right, g- well, yeah, let me know and then give me your answer. Who won it? Who you think won it? Go. Let me know what happened and then give me right, your answer. Right, so... Who's the winner? So, basically, Hask did a before and after shot, which a lot of, you know, physique, you know, a lot of, I, I don't know, people who are physique conscious or that's kind of his brand, isn't it? And he's known for having a great rig and a lot of PTs do it as well. Sonia from EastEnders did it. Sonia from EastEnders did it. So, but what Ollie Hayes called out was, he Hayes basically did a, a, a thing on his, a story on his Instagram and copied Hask in and he said, he believed you shouldn't do these before and afters when you do it in a different room with different lighting. One's tensing, one's not. Yeah. You are you're promoting body dysmorphia. You're threatening the mental health of people that don't know that you, you know, you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. Whatever, and do in that you're sort of cheating the photo in a sense. Okay. So okay, that's what he thinks. And then Haskell bit Hask bit massively. Right, absolutely massive series of bites. And piranha. And then it flew in, and then um, it got it. But it, do you know what? And then it ended up, the end of the day, literally in that day, it ended up with the Daily Mail doing a massive article on Haskell and screenshotting loads of his Oh, we contacted them again, did he? And, and loads of, well, no, and loads <laughs> of, um, like, loads of, you know, sort of aggressive stuff, he said, and whatever. Um, and said, you know, some effing nobody... Um, who presumably works out in his wife's shed, um, little melt, whatever it was, and hammered, hammered Hazy, like real hammered him. I had to ring Hazy and say, are you actually all right? And he's like, mate, I couldn't give a, he doesn't give a monkey. He's like, he was, <laughs> and they, he's like, I'm not doing it for likes. I don't care. I've got enough business. I, I just thought you yeah, shouldn't do it. So anyway, it all goes on and this Daily Mail thing comes out and he sends me the link and he's like, God, look at this. So it goes, a Daily Mail just absolutely turned Hask over. Like really, I was like, God, this article, this article is never ending. And then Hask rings me. I'm walking my dog, and I was like, I answered it and said, Hask, I've read it. And he's like, Ha, quality. And he just doesn't. He was. And I said, the thing is, my mate Hazy, you'd love him if you met him, and he'd love you. Because oh, mate, that way. And I was like, thinking, God, are you all right, mate? The Daily Mail have done an absolute number on you. And he's like, Oh God, couldn't give a toss. I'm just. He called me out, so I told him to go fuck himself, whatever. Yeah. Couldn't and. And it's like, this is, and I, you know, it, is, it was properly, so you'd imagine, oh my God, Hazy wasn't looking for a competition, but a spat emerged and Haskell was lost, you know, he's on his knees by the end of it because he's been turned over by the Daily Mail. But when Haskell genuinely just says what he thinks and doesn't care that if someone thinks he's wrong or a journalist mm. thinks he's wrong, I'd actually love to have that self-confidence. And I think he can't say he's lost because he's he's not worried about it. But he's rung you to tell you that he doesn't care. No, he's actually rung me saying, what's wrong with your mate? He mm. come at me. He said, these people need to know. I won't tell you the whole conversation because it was private, but it was very funny. We were laughing the whole way through it. I think he might care a little bit. I honestly don't. I want. Mm. I honestly don't think he does. And no, not thus protest too much. No, <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't think he. It's not. He doesn't care about people. He's a love. He's a lovely man, Haskin. He describes himself as Marmite. But when you know him, I love Marmite. You can't. Yeah, you cannot not like him. He's a. He's a great oh, bloke. I tried drumstick chocolate yesterday. What's that now? We well, know drumstick lollies. Little... Oh, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. What's that about? Don't know. Don't know. Um, <laughs> still not not sure what to make of it. Like. The inside is drumstick, but it's not chewy like the lolly is. It's quite hard. It's quite solid. Right. Um, mixed with chocolate. 
Um, God, I had half a bar. And couldn't make. Okay. Yeah, I'm still undecided. Where's I can see a bit of chocolate on your steering wheel there, boy. What's happened there? It's not chocolate, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't have a taste. What is that? Nutty. I don't know what that is. It's a bit of chocolate, that is, boy. Yeah, it's a bit of chocolate. Kids be messing around in there. Of course they have. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let them drive when we're on the drive estate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so where were we? Um, we're talking through TV. It done a, TV. It was a hell of a spat. I'm listening to an audio book at the moment that I like. I I absolutely love it. What's it? John Le Carre's final book, Agent yeah. Running in the Field. Oh my days. I've got a new podcast. Someone put me into it on um, Instagram, actually, uh, Chatterbox, which I've yet to listen to because okay. I was on the way up. It's from uh, David Carlin, Joe Wilkinson, who get it, did Gossip Mongers. So I've got that to go through. Um, I've got a Love few them. case files, a few They Walk Among Us to smash her as well. Yeah. Um, you're all set for the latest murders you're all set on. for lockdown to ease and get back on the M4 aren't you yeah yeah I can't wait I actually enjoy you know actually coming to the services yeah to meet to do the podcast we have a coffee coffee oh, that's just kicking in now put the world to rest and uh, and smash it out do you know I had to I've got a couple of calls I've got a call um, water company Mm. and I've got to call two different councils about council tax. I've got a list of little jobs to do, mm. and I think, you know, the big, to be honest, when kids on half-term and dog and all that, and the big Range Rover is the place to do it, okay? It's the best office in the world. I didn't make one call on the way here because I'm just yep. happy to be on the road, Yeah, happy to have the temperature at a nice level, John Le Carre on the on Audible, and I was like, do you know what? Real life can wait. You've made it. I've made it. If, I was, if I'd won the Euro Millions... I would be in this car driving to this place to do this podcast. What do you think of the car you're sat in right now? It is friggin' lush. Mate of mine, Dave Allison, new Broad Street Motors in Barry, lent me this S-Class. Oh, mate. Mate, this is this is pretty... I would lovely, happily yeah. do airport runs every day in it. Yeah. Just, I, mate, I, I'll take you, pick you up, take you to BT. It is... Fine, yeah, this pay is, me. This is... Yeah. Oh yeah, could do yeah, yeah. I'll this, do it. This is pretty mega, and that actually wouldn't be bad, would it? If, you, if you're no. friends with a lot of uh, pundits, you just take, you could just pick them up and take them. Have a nice chat on the way. Wouldn't feel like work. I was in a car once. This is about must be five, eight years ago. Something in the back of a car going back from a game or something, and the screen. There were screens in the back, and I wasn't using the screens. I didn't have any DVDs with me, you know. So there were screens on, and the guy. We were at the services, and I jumped out to get a coffee or whatever, and brought him one back. Cause I'm a great guy, mm. but he was sitting there texting on his phone or whatever had happened. And when I got in the car, the engine was on. His texts were on my screen in the back, and he was scrolling down and he was texting his boss about me. <laughs> it was actually all right, and he oh, said because originally you could see loads of texts on the screen, and it was like you spelled pompous, right? Yeah. <laughs> Humble, <laughs> down to earth. Yeah, hungry. But luckily, he was. He said he was saying nice things, but he also he had you know. Oh, can you do it for this? And he said, Oh, can I have this? And he's like, Well, all right, do it for that, and you keep that. I'll keep this. And he was doing the deal with the guy. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, he has he's driven all that way. He's picked me up and just literally 
I got in the car and turn around and come back again. And he's got paid that for it. And I was like, I honestly think this could be, I see why a lot of like ex-cops end up driving, you know, ex-police and ex-military guys. If you ask them, the drivers, what they used to do. Yeah. It, I honestly think that is a really nice way to earn a few quid. I always think that when you get picked up and then you get dropped off, they've then got to get home as well. Always ask them how far they got to go. Yeah. Have the other night and he goes, oh, I got any got to go to Royal Wooten Bassett, 40 minutes. Yeah. It's like 40 minutes. At one in the morning, he dropped me home. And then he had to drive 40 minutes home at one in the morning. Oh, God. He was up to Heathrow the next morning. It's not as glam then, is it? Just had a camper van drive through the smallest gap next to us. I'm thinking, why would you just want to do that? It's an o- one car park space. The car park is empty. Well, it's an 04 Peugeot Boxer, isn't it? That's not that's not the best bit of kit, that. No. I no. wouldn't want to go camping in that particularly. You're getting an RV, aren't you? Yeah. 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 <sighs> Heaven. Got a golf charity trip up to Loch Lomond. Uh, variety of the children's charity do it every year. Bill Sangster organises it. Um, amazing trip. Loads of the old boys go. Um, I'm trying to think who's going. You're not hoteling it? Well, not for the first night. I think we're going to go RV, stay on the lock. Surely Andy Nick will be there. Yeah, he's always there. Gav Hastings? Yes, if he's not in court. <laughs> <laughs> what for? What's he court for? Made it up. <laughs> Um, um, he's always there. Uh, Jerry's always there. Jiffy's coming this year. What a lineup! Um, Nuggets having a gallop as well. Is he? Yeah. Lee Byrne, Andy Powell. Oh, what a crew! Um, who else is going? What Steve Ferris, Leonard is normally there. Oh wow! Rob Henderson. Oh wow! Yeah, there's always a good contingent. Your smoke, mate. That yeah. So, but the first night, yeah, I think the plan is to stay in a Winnebago. I think a Winnebago's motorhomes. Yeah, same thing. On the lock. Maybe catch your own meal. <laughs> Cast the rods out. Yeah. Cock a spaniel. Yeah. On the way past, yeah. The only thing I can imagine being really easy to catch would be salmon when they're spawning. You know, when they're in a real small pool. They swamp all the way up the river. They're tired. And you could just sharpen a stick. Bang. Spear them. Yeah. Done. But yeah. then, but then, got to eat all, uh, is it caviar? Is that one? Basically, isn't it? Yeah. Or frog spawn. No, it's frogs. Yeah. Eggs and that. Yeah. Just eat um, the eggs and throw the rest away. That sounds like a hell of a trip. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So did you, um, I know you were into the Masters at the weekend, but did you see any of the worst games in rugby history? Um, it's all bits of it, like the Claremont game. Well, we are lucky. We were spoilt with Exeter Leinster. What a game of ruggers. And La Rochelle sale, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plenty that of that La Rochelle there. scrum. Oh, my days. Mm. That is, you can talk about technique and all you want and calls and coaching. That That is just basically you've got a right-hand side of that scrum mm. with Awini Antonio and Will Skelton behind it. And it's like they're probably, I mean, genuinely, there'll be 50 stone between them and they're both strong as frig as well and real aggressive. It's like, well... There's only so much you can do there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I mean, playing against Quinns, right? When Quinns were winning the title, when they won the title, when they're in their pomp, having James Johnston and with Will with um, Ollie Cone behind him. Yeah. So JJ and Kona, that was really hard work, and they were just two massive blokes. And it's like, well, I've got it's me and Steve Borthwick. I'm giving away four stone to JJ. Borth has given away about thirteen stone to twenty stone Cone. Yeah. And that is just, you know, if you, if you held them all day, you're pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how good was Victor Vito? Oh, the offload for Aldrip. Just beautiful. I actually thought it'd be slightly closer. And it sort of puts the Scarlet's game into perspective a little bit. Because, like, 45-21. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Al Sarnas had a bit of fire in his eyes in the interview after that game. He yeah, was, he did. He was really good. He interviews brilliantly, doesn't he? But He does interview brilliantly, and he takes his time as well. He properly, You can see his brain thinking about what he's going to say. You know, nothing comes out um, that he doesn't want to say. And there's no platitudes. He just says no. what he really thinks is he's great to listen to. Like, Steve Diamond was the same, actually. Um, but, like, Sale absolutely hammered the Scarlets and then get hammered by La Rochelle. Yep. That sort of shows you where Welsh rugby is at the moment. There is a gulf. There is a gulf there. I mean, but Claremont, I mean, Victor Vito, he's 34 now, isn't he? La Rochelle. Sorry, that's what I meant, La Rochelle. What did I say? Claremont. Um, La Rochelle, Victor Vito, it's just, he's 34, but he's, what he is, he's a bit like Falatau in a way, because he's not, obviously he's a big man, but in that team, in that environment, he's not a giant. No, so he's not. Got, he's got a lot of power, but he's got so much technique and engine and skill that it's like, and footwork, there's like Falatau's just, if you saw him walking down the street, you'd think he's taller than the average bloke. That's about it. Same as Aldrich, Gregory Aldrich. Yeah, not not massive units. Normally he played at six and normally he's an eight, but not massive units, but power out muscles size, really. Yeah. It's not Isn't how it? big you or, are. But, if, wait. but then if you are Will Skelton, you've got both. Is <laughs> I, I tried one of his, um, we were filming at Sarri's once and he was out the room, but his boots were there. Mm. So we did a little link next to his boots and I put one of his boots on and I've got size 11 or 12 feet. It was hilarious. I did them up as tight as I possibly could. Yeah. And still, if I tried to walk, they slipped off. It was like wearing a giant's foot, a giant's shoe. They're just a quality uh, team, La Rochelle. Coached well by uh, Ronagara. And uh, who's head coach? Jono Gibson. Jono Gibson. But Ronagara is getting, uh, because they did a great interview last week, but he's... He's getting quite a lot of attention, and I'm sure he's fine with that. But it does seem... I do like the idea of actually going away and coaching in lots of different places to actually learn... Not Russian people. 
into say international setup. Yeah, and also not rushing himself because I bet you he could have had an international job by now, or he could have been given a a boss role sooner or yep. whatever. And he's actually, I, I I don't know, but I imagine he has said no to a few jobs in the last few years. Mm. So he can go and learn, and you think, well, that's probably a really good idea. And whether he wants to be a head coach or not, or whether he just wants to be an attack backs coach, yeah. It's also like, I mean, you know, you'll you'll have played with coaches who were assistant coach, or they were attack, or they were D, or whatever, and they become head coach or DOR. Mm. And it's like, well, you've been offered the job, so you say yes, but actually, are you actually enjoying this anymore? Or are you suited to it? Yeah, and are you self-aware enough, and you know, sort of, I don't know, I guess. Are you able, are you mature enough to say, well, that's not the job for me? Because I've had some a couple of great coaches who became head coach or DOR and they were a nightmare. Mm, mm. They shouldn't have been there. Yeah, you know? yeah. but he's doing well, learning his trade. He's been over to New Zealand, um, back in France. Obviously can speak the language really well. And he's at a good team with really good players and a lot yep. to work on. Um, yep. So that pretty easy win for them. Um, now in the Challenge Cup, you covered Montpellier, Benetton, yeah, should we move on? Okay, just about did enough. I mean, I saw a little bit at the end of that game. Discipline was so bad. So, basically, Benoit Payog, who is the second choice, he's been at Montpellier for I think, 13 years now. Yeah. Benoit, he's second choice nine behind Cobus Reinach. Now, they rested a few players for this game, and they only just scraped through. He, you'd imagine, because he's, he scored 26 points on the night, you'd imagine that without him, they wouldn't have won it, and that's probably right. But actually... You put, if you'd have put Kobus Reinach in there, there's every chance they'd have scored just as many points, right? But if you, without Paul Valencia, the big second row, French second row, yeah. they ain't winning that game, 100%. Turnover at the end, didn't he? He does Wrong. everything. He carries, hits, scores tries, wins line-outs. Turn, he is just brilliant, and he's massive. Benetton haven't won a game in the Pro 14, I believe, this year. They've had a couple of wins in Europe... Um, they beat Stad and Agen. Stad and Agen and Agen, very ordinary team. But they're actually they're not a bad Agen have team. Won no games. They've lost twenty two. Really? Yeah. God, gone are the days where they used to be the heavyweights of yep. European yep. rugby. But were you playing that pre-season game? Yeah, you played over there and it kicked off massively. Yeah, everyone got beaten up. Bar, uh, um, who was it? Because Roman Magellan got his nose broken after a scrum, didn't he? Yeah. Who was the second row? Ours. Yes. Stuart Hooper. No. Play, used to play for Eugen. Play for France. Oh, Abdel Benazi. Abdel Benazi. Everyone, oh, they were everyone got beaten up him. by him. Yeah. He was playing for Saracens. Yeah. They were terrified the of him. The king down there. But, but Benetton, they've got a, a decent team. You know, Duvenage at nine. Garbisi. Monte Ioni. Esposito. International. Jaden Hayward was really good. Yeah, he is good. Do you know what? They, they didn't play well, but and they probably shouldn't have won, but they're not. They try to throw the ball around so much, mind. They'll like play themselves into trouble. Yeah, they're they're the, they're the most aggressive offloaders in the Pro 14, yeah. actually. And that, as you know, and they actually they they didn't play well. But you think you actually almost as a neutral. So I was doing that game, and you, as you said, and I you almost I don't care who wins, but you almost want them to win because it was two teams that played quite poorly. Yeah, and you almost want the underdogs to win, but you almost want Montpellier to have to suffer a bit of a humiliating loss in order to actually make some changes to the way they play because they yeah, were I know they're they, lacking in confidence but Christ they offered nothing but with Benetton you just got to if, if your defence is aggressive just allow them to play and eventually they will mess up mm. after four or five phases something will go on there'll be a bad pass there'll be a drop ball something like that um, because that's all they try and do they just try and play wide 
Um, they actually look better, I think, when they play tighter. But anyway, Montpellier through. Um, now Bordeaux, Racin. What a kick at the end. Yep. I mean, amazing. Jalibert. I remember you saying to me, you think he could be better than Intermac. I got abused on Twitter for that. Mm. But it's like what I said in a text yesterday, like Dumbledore and Harry Potter, when they changed him after the first or the second one, you're thinking, ah, it's not going to get any better, is it? But then they bring in Michael Gambon and he takes it to another level. Yeah. Um, yeah you are right. But I I just love Jally Bear. Yeah, but that's my point. I think Jally Bear could be. Could be the guy. Could be the guy. Yeah, confident too. Confident. Yeah. That Northampton Ulster game was pretty mad. Yeah, I mean, we thought Bordeaux Rassin was going to be an epic, and Claremont Toulouse we thought was going to be an epic. That had to be the one, Claremont Toulouse. It had to be the one because that's just like that's thirty rock stars. Yes, and two benches full of rock stars. Like, how can it be? It was properly terrible, mm. unadventurous. Like Stephen Jones, go on, Steve. If you um, Stephen Jones, the journo, as opposed to Welsh coach, go on his Twitter. He sums it up better than anyone. It was just absolute. They were just pale imitations of themselves. I mean, losing Lopez early is a bit of a kick. In yeah, the, doesn't that? Yeah, in the groin doesn't for Claremont. Brother. No. But here's a question for you. So, whatever game it was, Austin was commenting on at the weekend. Yeah. Austin Healy. I saw that on Twitter, and it's always a minority. But I saw people hammering him. For or a couple of people hammering, criticising him. Borderassing, I think, mate. Borderassing. There you go. So for saying repeatedly that it was a rubbish game. Now, this is an interesting one, I think, because it's on BT Sport, which is a sport that you basically have to pay extra to watch. So these are what I would call rugby keynotes. It's yep. not the numbers that what, the viewerships are way smaller than Six Nations because that's free to air, whatever. But these are the these are the rugby hardcore fans, right? So. If it is a terrible game of rugby, which it was, largely, and two brilliant teams playing really poorly, is it Austin's job to lie to people who really know their stuff? They might not know quite as much as him, but they know their stuff. Should he patronise them by and just do a sales job and say, this is brilliant gripping, brilliant gripping? Or should he just be honest and say, look, we all know this is crap? (laughs) It's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, because... There's such a variety of people of rugby knowledge watching. You know, you can't BS a BSer. You know, so for someone like us watching the game and he's trying to be positive about it, you know, that's that's not sitting well with me because we know. But then to someone that hasn't watched much rugby, you know, they do want to be entertained. They want to, you want to be positive as much as you can. I think a lot of it, mate, depends on the actual product. So if you've got a product like the Heineken Champions Cup, it's a great product. You you don't need to really big that up because mm. it does it so it because it does it naturally itself because it is such a great competition in the northern hemisphere. I think if you've got and Gallagher, I think is the same as well. Mm. So I think if games are poor, you can actually call them and say they're poor. Yeah. And you know he's he's a great pundit, Austin. So you know he doesn't really need to be positive for the sake of him being positive. He can just call it how he wants. But if there, if there's a league, maybe slightly sometimes like the Pro 14, we see some pretty poor games mm. and the league is struggling a little bit because it's just dominated by Irish rugby yeah um, not so much Connaught but certainly Munster Ulster and Leinster no one else can really compete so I think in that league you've got to try and be a little bit more positive to try and get people more engaged in it but when the product is so good like European rugby I think I think it's right I think it's the right thing to if it is a poor game to call it poor yeah 
And we, and it, the worst thing is we we're expecting fireworks with those two French quarters. Yeah, anticlimax, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I, I think Aust- I think Austin is probably he doesn't listen to this podcast. So I can say this. Oh, one of his um, mates will text. It. Well, I, I think he's probably he the best, um, the best analyst of all um, that I listen to. Certainly, yeah, the, the English good. guys' Premiership. He and Ben are for me. They're they're the, they're the two best. And um, I think what Austin is particularly good at is saying exactly what he thinks all the time and I think do you want to delete that to put him in a sales role he's not in a sales role he's there to tell you what he as an expert thinks of what he is seeing you don't need to sell it I don't think because it sells itself yeah I think it sells itself and I I agree with you I think he is right now if he goes one way and says this is brilliant and it ain't some people will find that irksome yeah and if he repeatedly says this is rubbish and boring some people might find that irksome but actually it is what he's sitting there thinking as a you know a paid expert with a huge amount of experience i much prefer yeah i'm like you i agree i I much prefer the honesty and you know i think can't polish a uh don't don't pretend it's something it ain't and you're done aren't you we're lucky um extra leinster was such a great game oh and you well we're hoping it was uh i mean extra take 14 point lead early doors Two teams, and Brian O'Driscoll pointed this out at the start of the game, attack very, very similar. Both with the option short, both with the option at the back. And that's a O'Flatty scores his first try. Flats, they call him. Do they? Yeah. I'm not having that. I, I love, he was like signed from Bridgen Ravens years ago. I think he went to my school. O'Flatty. Did he? I think he went to, yeah, Bosch school, man. Oh, no, he's one of them, is he? Yeah. Um, but it's a great try, he scores. But you look at Henshaw in that setup; he just loses his balance slightly, mm. falls over, gets back up on his feet, and I don't know how he manages to sneak through a flatty for that try, but he does. Just a little pirouette gets yeah. him through. But the attack really, really similar, um, real similar shape. But I mean, who thought Exeter were going to get out Exeted really by Leinster? That um, Charlie Morgan put on. Um uh, Twitter that clip of Luke McGrath's defence yeah. off a set piece Brilliant. that was that Pre- was class pre-planned comes straight off the back of the scrum takes the 10 who's coming out the back door from the 12 pass really really well um, analysed and executed really I mean, Charlie's right it was a slightly early tackle but that is class defence on Joe Simmons but that you're going to get away with it, it aren't you Leinster I remember I commentated on Leinster extra Leinster a couple of years ago in Europe and they're just rock hard, mate. Yeah. They are just rock hard. I know they got some they play some lovely stuff, but they are a properly physically and emotionally resilient team. They are relentless. Lost two games this year. One to Connor over the Christmas period and the other to the Ospreys. But they're same as Exeter or Saracens. You know, that good. You know, you put twelve changes in that team, they're still playing the same way. Yeah. They're so accurate. They're so good at keeping the ball alive. Basic core skills, better than any other team in the Pro 14. With some quality players as well, like Josh van der Fleer was just brilliant at the weekend. Reese Ruddock. Isn't he carrying well, Josh van der Fleer? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Reese Ruddock, I mean, he should be player of the season for he's, Leinster. He's their debut, isn't he? He's massive. Yeah, exactly that. He's a massive lump. Carries non-stop. Um, James Lowe. Looked very sharp, 
didn't have a great Six Nations, um, but was causing... Your first half down the left. Oh, Ollie Woodburn, who was a really good player, struggling with him. James Lowe was brutal, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. They lose Sexton, Byrne comes on, and oh. the try, um, I think it might be, was it Lama scores on the right-hand side? The passing is so crisp. Yeah. Byrne delivers it exactly at the right moment, so does Keenan. And just, you know, if that pass is delivered early, Exo drifting off, but they wait to the last minute. Um, but a quality performance from Leinster. You can see why they're that good. Ross Byrne. Yep. Lovely, creative super sub. Yeah, he is. But he still can't edge Johnny Sexton internationally or for the club. No, but it, you know you know what it's like, mate, when you, you play with someone, uh, you're playing with Stephen Jones, you know, mm. for all those years, and there'll be someone who's in a good bit of form and some really good players there's kind of this invisible presence that some people have and you think, well, it's all very well saying he's in form, you've got to pick him. Mm. It's like then you do without the presence of this individual. It's a bit like they were probably second rows that hit a bit of form in the premiership when Jono was England captain and it's like, yeah, okay, should we go in without Jono? Nope. nope. He hasn't played for eight weeks, been banned. Nope, he's playing and he's captain because he offers something that's invisible yeah. to the naked eye. Uh, Johnny Hill, I thought, was slightly lucky not to get a yellow card. I think it was a red card, but I thought they, was gonna, they were going to give it as yellow. I, I thought it went from red to penalty very quick. Yeah. I actually, um, you know how pro safety I am, Tom. I agree with that, only being a pen. Mm. I didn't even think that was a yellow. I thought Henry Slade had a really good game as mm. well. Um, probably a little bit quiet during the Six Nations, but his ball to a flat tee for the second try. Beautiful. Just ghost past Tag Furlong, um, which he would do, being yeah. a 13 against a prop. You know, Leinster's defence was a little bit too wide there. Need to protect Furlong a little bit, get a little bit closer to him. But it's a bit of a blind pass, really, because it's only until the last minute that Flaherty becomes available. But he, he just mm. puts the ball out there and allows him to run onto it. Henry um, Slade's house always looks very tidy to me. Yeah, it Instagram. does. Always getting his car cleaned as well. Yeah, he's got a clean car. I think he... I think he's he's up together, isn't he? He's got he's got he's on top of his admin. Mm. I bet he's got I bet not one body hair out of place on Slady. I bet he's got like staff who work for him as well, like Tyndall. You know he's got. He like, can't be like Tyndall. Mate. He's got a cleaner. He's got an ironer. He's got it's just full time gardener. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Lord Tyndall has? Do you reckon the Lord has to pay for his own staff or if it just comes with a gig? Do you reckon it's just staff on the on the royal ticket? Yeah, yeah. I reckon so. <sighs> I reckon it's a bit like. Maybe when you're in the police force and you do something wrong and they put you on traffic duty, I reckon last like Buckingham Palace. You know, if, you, if you've messed up, the Queen's soup is cold, or she wanted a cappuccino instead of like a cortado. That's it. Yeah. You're out and you're working at Mike and Zara's. Yeah, that's how I reckon it works anyway. Or she walked. The Queen walks in and you forget to bow or something. It's like right, you're doing Lord, you're doing Lord's garage. You're clear, um, clearing out his garage, fella. Sad about Prince Philip. It's sad, but ninety nine. It is. It's really sad, and you know, we're, this is like a bit, a bit niche. But of course, ninety nine is a great life, mate. We, it's a great life. We we know we know Tintin's are well like sixty nine. You forget that although he's Prince Philip, he's also, you know, our mate's granddad. So mm. he's quite, you know, he's bloody sad. But I've been married for seventy three years. You know, that's um, that's a hell of a thing. So did find it sad, and I what I did find, I, I'm you know, I'm certainly not anti royalist. I don't have, but I don't have you know, plates with the Queen's face on in my kitchen. It's my just like, does. I'm kind of, you know, I'm up, I'm, I love them, I'm up for it, but I'm not, 
One thing I do know is that going on Twitter the day that Prince Philip died, the day after, made me love him a lot more. Yeah. There's so many pricks out there saying horrible things about it. An old man who's just died. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you so aggressive about it? You know, but you know, mate, I feel quite grateful for those people for sending me. You know, the other way. Um, Last one, really, we should touch on Northampton Ulster. Tommy Freeman, fullback, hell of a boy. His second try in the first half. Wheels. He is. They found something there, fella. So everyone, a lot of people are talking about Freddie Stewart, the young fullback at Leicester Tigers. And he is, for me, um, he's class and he's big and his basics are really good. And that doesn't mean he's got no flair. It means he he is an excellent attacking player. His high ball work, his defence, his kicking game. He is a a modern-day big Matt Perry. Like, you'd love that in your team. And he is mega promising. Freeman is a bit different and he can, I think his basics are decent. Haven't seen enough of him to form a real opinion on that yet. But... In attack, he is brutal. Him and Ollie Slighthome, they yeah. are brutal to play against at the moment. And you just think that a lot of people are talking about Freddie Stewart as a, form, a future England international. And I bet you he is. He will be one. Mm. But watch out for Tommy Freeman because that is a guy who is seriously difficult to play against. Yeah, well, Ulster did really well. That guy's well. dyed his beard. Look, guys, we're in a car park. There's a guy here with full-on grey hair and he's got a black beard, jet black goatee. Do you they call him Blackbeard? Blackbeard. He has got a jet black goatee and white hair. And a flat top. A, a, like a struggling flat top. flat top though. It's like thin and flat top. He is he's battling there. I thought it was a mask that looked like a beard then. Um but Ulster wow. kicked a lot from hand. A lot of field position. Um yeah. scored five tries. They got a really good team. Um Stockdale, Marty Moore scored. Uh, John Cooney. He's like Dan Robson. Yeah, he's like Dan Robson, but he's also... Oh, I've gone blank today, boy. Um, who plays number nine for um, Leicester? Wigglesworth. There, found it in the end. His kicking is that mm. good. On the button. Is it as good as Wigglesworth? Wigglesworth. Mm, yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think his box kicking is very good. I'm surprised, actually, the amount of caps he's got. I know. Should be probably way more. Um, but... I meant that's why I said Dan Robson, because it's like they're excellent players who seem to get ignored a bit. I know Dan Robson was with England and the Six Nations, but he played about 15 minutes combined or whatever it was. It's mm. like, well, take him away from Wasp for a couple of months. Yeah, some games, you exactly. Know? But look, uh, John Cooney's brilliant, um, as is Geordie Murphy. Stockdale back on the wing, I think that's his best position. You look good. Scored a nice try. Look, Mike Lowry, really dangerous good. at 15. And I've delivered all that information. I've not even seen a game, mate. Oh, well done. <laughs> I was just trying to blag it. Oh, well done. I haven't, I haven't watched it because the Masters has been on, but I've watched a lot of Ulster this year. And, I mean, with Marcel Kutsia, they are a different team. They're they're a better team, but they coped really well. Uh, they coped really well without him. And some of the players, like Billy Burns, Stockdale, McCluskey, who's really developed his game. He has. He's not just being... He's not just a... A player that trucks it up now. He's got some real nice, subtle skills. He's got that offloading game out the back, but also... He's got that ability now to keep his hips straight, take it to the line, put it back behind the 13, back to your 10, which just develops your game so much more. And that is, that shows hard work Monday to Friday for years, doesn't it, to get to that point? Like, yeah. You don't just decide to start doing that and do it. No. A lot of top players can't do that. By no, the way, not at all. just rewinding to another different game, which I forgot to say, how good is Robbie Henshaw? Yeah. He is an absolute nailed on lion. Yeah. Nailed on. 
Oh, your left's here, mate. You get me to the hold on to the damn chopper. There's a helicopter overhead. Yeah, um, yeah, it's work rate phenomenal. Yeah, phenom. He's a class. Seven he's a class six nations, player. didn't we? How fit do you have to be to play the way he does? He's big too. And there's no like for him. There's not. It's a chinook actually. It's an army chinook. Oh, nice. Um, but. He's never taking breaks. He's never sort of keeping the width out on the wing, which a lot of yeah. centers do. You might hit a ruck, then they might filter out onto the left or the right-hand side just to keep the width, you know, try and stretch defenses. Never that person. He's always there in the mixer. He's always off his feet. He's never lying on the ground. He's never ruck-hogging. Yeah. Always working himself out wide. and Class, top of the range. That comes with fitness. Top of the range, fella. Um, he's... My Lions 12 at the moment. Boy, we've had a proper rugby chat today. Yeah, I know. Chris Jones uh, from the BBC. Hope you've enjoyed that one. Uh, more so than last week. Oh, did he say he didn't like it? Nah, he just said, I think he went too heavy on the rugby. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> but was he being facetious because we didn't cover any? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's think Jones. So. That's Jonesy all out, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he, you know, he, he wants us to do well, but as long as it doesn't cost him anything. No. Do you know what I mean? That's Jonesy for you. A little um, slug. He's one of the best. <laughs> I remember this is um, this is this is sort of thing you might edit out, Tommy. But um, I don't a mate of mine, I won't, I won't say his name, but because um, that that would be cruel. He um, back in the days, he, he was a good-looking single man, young man in London, married now with children, very happy. That's why I won't say his name. But he um, he got lucky one night in uh, in a pub in London, and he pulled and. They went, they dated a few times and whatever. And then I said, have you seen, I won't say her name, Sinner, we said, no, I've kind of calmed that down, kind of cooled that off a bit. And basically they were, they were getting to know one another again um, after hours. And he said something to her and she was, uh, she was a Polish lady. And he said something to her, talk, talk, he said, talk dirty to me. And she just said, you are fat like slug. <laughs> he goes, all right, steady on. <laughs> you are she didn't quite get the concept, did she? <laughs> you are fat like slug. That was it. And he said, oh, right. He oh. said it affected my self-esteem a little bit. So I've gone on a diet and got rid of her. And you're right, Chris Jones does look a lot thinner now. <laughs> well done. Good old Jonesy. Yeah, well done, mate. Uh, well done, Jonesy. Unlucky. Keep trucking, all right? Unlucky, yeah. Petra says hi. Um, hey, that'll probably do us, won't it, boy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what rugby's on this weekend? Is it just uh, Gallagher? I think uh, it's a bit of Gallagher, boy. Um, there's all there's all sorts going on this. Yeah, weekend. we don't know if the Rainbow Cup is coming or not. Do you know what I'm hoping? South I Africa I might know. be pulling out. I don't know. Six million invested, I believe, might not happen. Oh no! Mm. They were only coming over for the fourth round anyway. The first three rounds are going to be local derbies between teams, and then mm. South Africa coming over, but. That won't help Who them knows? building up to a Lions trip, will it? They need to play Springboks. some rugby somewhere. Yeah. They've played they a lot play? of ruggers, have they? Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, well done, boy. And uh, thanks for the coffee earlier. That was nice of you. And um, obviously, I wonder why you were so quick to get your wallet out. Now I know it's because you won a load of money on the Masters. Well done. Mm. And um, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you at the Moto Services soon-ish. Jinx. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.